From the 24-hour newsroom, we've got traffic and weather on the 4s, the 7s, the 13s, the 17s, the 21s, the 24s, the 29s, the 34s, 34s 37s. 41s. Yep, 41, 44s, yeah. 49s, right. 53s, 57s, and... That's it. Okay. All right. And now this is traffic and weather together, and here we go. We've Our got forecast is for right showers today, turning cloudy overnight with the possibility of... <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program of dance music to bring you a special bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio News. It's time for Peculiar Podcast, hosted by Pat Cashman. Gorgeous to look at. And Lisa Foster. She's dangerous. See, you're on. Ready or not, it's Pat and Lisa. <laughs> can you dig it? Yeah, yeah, I can dig it, yeah. It's love and time. Okay, I'm going to break my own rule. I'm sorry, Lise, but I have to do this. Um, and by the way, your rule lasted for one episode, so way to go there, Pat. <laughs> and the rule I'm speaking, of course, is that we wouldn't <laughs> open our podcast with talking about dead guys, dead people. But, but, I but just, we're back to it. I wanted to, well, come on now. I wanted to note this guy. We skip the light, Fandango. His name okay. is Gary Brooker. This is him singing uh, for Brokel Harem's song, and really, frankly, their one hit, A Whiter Shade of Pale. Gary Brook died. Brooker, 76. And this is a song I really love, and but I don't understand anything about it. Okay, and I had no clue who the, who the uh, band was was what's the band's name Procol Harum P R O C U L H A R U M two words Procol Harum What does that mean? Was that I don't know. I don't know anything. I don't know what the lyrics to this song mean. I don't know if you can I've, get them I've in front up of the you. Lyrics. Yeah, okay. Yes. Would you pl- please render the lyrics for people? How far you want me to go? Cuz there's a lot there's a lot. So the very it starts off with we skipped the light fandango. I always uh-huh. thought they said we tripped the light fa- fandango, meaning I don't know what that even means. Skip the light fandango. Yeah, well, yeah, it's a fandango. We skip the light fandango. Yeah. Fandango's a type Turn, of dance. Yeah, right. Turned cartwheels. Turned cartwheels across the floor. Turned cartwheels across the floor. That seems pretty don't you yeah. think yeah yeah and then it says i was feeling kind of seasick i was feeling kind of seasick crowd called out for more the crowd called out for more the room was humming harder as the ceiling flew away the room was humming harder as the ceiling flew away and when we called for another drink well there it is right there when we called So I think this song means that they are performing on stage and they're getting hammered while they're doing it. And all of a sudden, their perception of reality is falling away. The ceiling is flying away and they're doing cartwheels across the floor because they're in a drunken state of mind. And I think think they're on mushrooms, too. Turn the water, shade off. 
one of 16 Vestal Virgins who yeah, leave man. for the coast. Anytime you can work Vestal Virgins into a song, <laughs> you got a hit. What is a Vestal Virgin? Is that different from a regular virgin or a reconstituted virgin? I guess the Vestal Virgins are more committed to their virginity than others. I don't know. Okay, that was not me. (laughs) That clearly was not me ever. All right, that's enough of that. I'm a I'm a reconstituted virgin. Yeah, you are. Yeah. Well, enough of that. But I just. uh, Oh, I'm glad yeah. you brought that up. Now, you know, if we get online, we can find an explanation for the lyrics. But who wants to do that? That's kind of like cheating, I think. That's why yeah. I always used to tell you in the latter days of our old radio past that we could no longer do contests on the radio because contests of knowledge, uh, mm-hmm. people had to know stuff. And, right. And it's like Jeopardy. You, you're on the spot. But, right. but in this new world now people trying to win the contest can quickly google mm-hmm. something find an answer and win a contest they didn't deserve to to win just because right. they happen to be one of the first callers so and it kind of are- takes it takes the the fight out of the dinner t- dinner table discussions too because that's always a good time when you can argue over stuff and now oh, you yeah. can settle it in mere seconds so good lord i can't tell you How many times a day, Lisa, I encounter something in a book or online and I realize, oh man, I had that wrong all these years. Really? I was full of crap. And you stand by, you know, what you think you believe. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's very true. There's There's nothing worse than that moment when you realize you've been wrong all along. Oh my God. It's a horrible moment. It is. How do you, how do you handle, how do you handle that? Do you go around and apologize to everybody that you... That you said that you said no. you, you told you told them something that was clearly misinformation. Well, there are so many themes coming together here that we yes. want to talk about, and that and that's one of them. But basically, I would say that uh, yes, I do try to apologize. But I would also say that right now, at least it seems to this reporter, nobody apologizes <laughs> for anything. Nobody says, "Oh, that's not true." I screwed women, up. women apologize for everything that wasn't even their fault. That we apologize for the entire world. So maybe you're thinking of men. Yeah, yes. This is a man's world. This is a man's world. But it wouldn't be nothing, nothing without a woman or a girl. Or a third gender, but no, it's yeah. men. It is men. You're right. That's who I'm thinking of. Uh, I, I saw, you know, uh, this uh, idiot Tucker Carlson, whose name Tucker oh, runs with something he, else. Isn't he charming? Yeah. God, he, he's he said, so fun to watch. Now he's backtracking on uh, Ukraine, and he said, yeah, I guess I have to apologize uh, for something. But then he, after his apology, he immediately says, it's the fault is with Biden and Vice President Harris. You know, he, nobody can give it. No man. Let me correct myself. No man <laughs> these days seems to be able to give a bona fide apology with no asterisk. They can't do it. Mm, yeah. yeah. And I and again, I hate yeah. to source everything back to Trump, but it is very Trumpian. That is a guy who has never said that he's sorry for anything. He's never apologized for anything, nor has he ever said he's wrong about anything. So, yeah. This brings me to uh, something I was reading the other day. 
there was this American philosopher back in the 1870s named Charles Sanders Pierce, and he put together this list of four methods that people use to this day to decide what they're going to believe. So the first one is oh, called the method of tenacity. In other words, you you tenaciously decide what you're going to believe and you stick to it regardless of any logical evidence that comes your way to get in the way. The next so method wait, say say that one more time. Can you nutshell that one for me? So yes, it's it, just you're it, just going to dig your heels in and just cuz you don't want to be wrong, is that it? Yes, you're going to decide what you believe. Yes. And then from that point forward you stick to it, regardless right. of okay. logic or evidence or facts. Got it. Pictures. Those things are irrelevant. Yeah. Pictures, video, yeah. a spoken <laughs> word that you can hear. Uh, you know, I'm laughing evidence. because I used to have a saying that my girlfriend and I would say lie, even if they have pictures. And so that's where that falls into. I don't think that's even funny. I think that's exactly <laughs> where we're at right now. You well, guys we were very really do it. You were prescient, a, though. You 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 foresaw yeah. the future. Yeah. I think. If somebody has pictures, I have a hard time denying that. But you're right. There's people that you'll show pictures to and they'll go, yeah, I don't care. That's well, not a real picture. Well, we all know that you can use a picture to make a point, but a picture only shows you one angle. You can, you can eliminate, uh, you know, uh, here's a picture of Pat. Cashman, right. nice guy. Look at him. Yeah, what yeah. a nice guy. I've cropped out the guy standing next to him, Adolf Hitler. <laughs> right. And I can't believe how many of those kind of pictures you have. I can't believe I was ever friends with that guy. Jeez. Yeah, I know. Oh, my God. I'm older than you think. Okay. The next method. Okay, so the next of this, way. Well, this book is called Fixation of Belief. And the next method is called the Method of Authority. And that's where you get together with other people to agree that what you're all going to believe is what some authority figure tells you to believe. Oh, yes. And that that one is the most common throughout I'm, history. I'm a I'm I can I'm a vic not a victim, but I that's that's An me. Yeah, me too, I think. I, Most I, of us. Somebody I feel like everybody's smarter than me anyway, so if like I would just blindly believe anything you told me. <laughs> Well, I'm not smarter I, than you. I'm not smarter than anyone. I, I think I have believed everything you told me, oh, which man. now you're telling me half of it's wrong. So, Lisa, I, you know me. I'm not a liar, but I'm a, I, I'm a storyteller and a, a baloney yeah. dispenser. And so <laughs> you can't believe things literally that I say most of the time. If I yeah, tell you well, that you're a good friend of mine and I care about you a lot, that's not a lie, but... But then I would diffuse it by saying, for someone like you, I mean, it's, you're a friend. You know, it, it, I'd have to put some sort of little, yeah. you know, I footnote there. I get it. Yeah. Okay. So. All right. Then so the, I get that one. Okay. Then there's a third method and it gets a little murkier here now. This is called uh, the a priori method, which is some Latin thing. But it, it, it the idea is that we'll be reasonable and try to come up with ways to believe things that sound reasonable to us, which sounds okay, but it's not grounded in uh, checking any facts or any methodology. You just end mm -hmm. up agreeing that we believe things and we'll do it by consensus. Uh, oh, and it could be it. totally wrong, but you all agree to it. So so there yeah. you go. And There's then the that sort of 
that tribal mentality of it's yeah, very sure. um, vulnerable to be the you know the the outlander the person that's like now wait just a cotton picking minute and yep. i i tend to do that i don't care i don't mind being the cheese stands alone on things you I'm are not good a crowd, about that i'm not a crowd joiner you which, would be one if they had let women in you would have been one of our founding fathers uh 200 <laughs> 250 years ago or whatever yeah yeah, yeah. And then, um, oh, it reminded me, though, of a bit I wrote one time for a TV, and it was about a safety committee. Maybe I've told this recently, and I apologize if I have. But the safety committee at this un-disclosed you know, company, uh, well, the, the bit opens with a door that is clearly marked, not an exit. <laughs> it says, not an exit. And then you okay. see a guy walking down the hall, he looks at the door. He goes through the door. And then we cut, and we see him falling five stories <laughs> off of a building to the street okay, below. That's, that's very funny. Very, I like visual stuff like that. So then we cut okay. to the, the meeting of the safety committee. You know, the problem was that, as written, the scientists didn't provide enough information. What it seemed to say was... Hey, this may not be an exit, but that still doesn't mean there's any harm in going through it. Precisely, precisely. What we need is a clearer warning. Exactly. That's what we need. I really thought that one was pretty clear. And there's one lonely guy on the committee who says, finally, What if we just board the door up so no one can walk through it? Your suggestion, Tim, is that we board up a perfectly good door. <laughs> Nothing wrong with it. Opens and closes just like it's supposed to. But we should just board it up. Just pretend that it never existed. All because people won't read a sign. Is that your suggestion, Tim? No. We should come up with a new sign. There you go. And it, it's actually the almost obviously good idea, but you're right. Yeah. The group dictates right. things. And if you yeah. want to belong to the group, then yep. you, you can't strongly disagree with it. Yep. And then <laughs> the uh, fourth method is he calls the scientific method. It consists of accepting the fact that you might be wrong. And since you might be wrong, you need some way for judging the truth of statements and changing your mind. When you've got solid evidence to the contrary, it's kind of like, okay, prove it to me. Mm -hmm. And then whether or not you're going to accept what could even be incontrovertible truth, uh, you're still going to say, eh, that's still not enough for me. I, I don't know if I buy it or not. Um, mm -hmm. So we got a lot of authoritarians these days who cannot be swayed by logic right. or evidence, but we've got a lot of uh, people who want to be reasonable they think they they're smarter and more rational than these authoritarians but they got to go on the basis of their feelings the things they wish were true but not so much on the basis of what their head is telling them yeah that does that's really interesting when yeah, did that so book too. come out was that when, when well it was written in the 1870s so oh oh so that actually i thought it was about the philosopher from the 1870s so no, this um, is what he wrote this guy's name okay. again if you want to try and find it, is a philosopher named Charles Sanders Pierce. Uh, this okay. was sometime in the 1870s, and, and 
It's called the fixation of belief. I don't know if it's that a stuff book or an article. That fascinates me. That that sort of stuff fascinates me. I'm very interested in why we do what we do, how we think what we think. Mostly me. I'm very. I'm. I'm always perplexed by my thoughts and actions and and what <laughs> motivates me to do a certain thing and not another. I don't you find that inter- just very I interesting do. To, I do. to to look at yourself and say what the hell? What the you actual are- hell? Do you remember the guy we worked with for a brief period of time? He was another talk show guy named Rick Miller. Remember yeah. him? Yeah, he, I remember Rick Miller. He, he nice came and, and I I must say I endorsed him. The program director was trying to fill a hole. Mm-hmm. in the afternoon talk show format of yeah. our station. And I and I said, well, he said, uh, I heard about this guy, Rick Miller. I think he's in Spokane right now. You That's worked right. with him at King Radio. What, what do you know about him? And I said, I like it. I like him. He's tends to be pretty progressive and liberal, but mm-hmm. he's unusual in that if somebody comes on, a caller to his show or an expert of some kind, he will do something that no talk show host I hear nowadays will do. He says, hmm, well, maybe I was wrong. Eh, I could change my mind on that. That's yep. an interesting thing. Ta- he would do that all the time, which you're not supposed yes. to do. You know, talk show hosts no. have, to, have to have fixed beliefs and they don't stray right. from them no matter what comes their way. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And um, their like listeners that. will their listeners will be really mad if they do if they don't do that either. <clears throat> right. Um, so uh Rick Miller to my mind was really a lot of fun, but yeah. Ultimately he didn't uh he wasn't successful at our station because guess what? You people yep. want want you they they want you to stand firm no matter what because that's where they stand, by golly. Mm-hmm. Have you ever changed your mind radically about something and I don't let me put you on the spot and I can't even yeah. think but I, I oh, think yeah. I do it all the time. Oh, yeah. All the time. Um, I think the biggest one uh, for me was God and religion. That was pretty radical. And I yeah. don't even remember, like, it just felt like like it wasn't even gradual for me. It was just one day I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> oh, just wait a second. This is not adding up. This is what is going on here, which is what I mean by being sort of <clears throat> the person that because my not my family but my my husband's family was very yeah. religious and we had a church we had a church ceremony cuz oh you did would have yeah. killed his grandmother if we didn't and yeah. the, the the I had to be they were baptists and I was not raised religious but I didn't I didn't think about it not being a true a truism and I remember you didn't, I had you, to, you didn't declare yourself a uh, an atheist I, or an agnostic you just well didn't... I didn't even know what that was yeah, I mean yeah. that's just how it just yeah. wasn't even a factor in my growing up but I remember in order to get married in this particular church I had to be saved by Jesus and there was a whole ritual surrounding that or they wouldn't marry me in the church and I think that's kind of when I started rolling my eyes and I I just I went along with it because I was in love and I wanted to get married and and my husband wasn't really a churchgoer either but we just did it because to his family expected happy. it yeah. and grandma expected it and you know to be blessed in the eyes of God was a good thing but look how that turned out <laughs> that's 
that didn't work out so hot for me. But I do remember the the ceremony. Um, and I just remember, and you know me, Pat, you know me so well. I, I have very little patience for things that I feel are silly or, or absurd. And I usually <laughs> speak up, but I didn't say anything because it was very solemn and you know, and, and he gets to the part where do you, do you accept Jesus as your savior? And I'm like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. let's just get, let's just wrap this up. I have a pedicure to get to. So <laughs> I, I've been saved. I've got insurance. So I just want you to know yeah. in case that's all true, which by the way, I would, it's, it would be lovely if all of this were true. I would love to be hanging out with you later on. Yeah, I, it's very sad that this is all you and I get in my and mind. Your but, and your dogs and your family members. Exactly. Yeah, it's a lovely but thought. I, I'm a I'm a humanist. Um, I believe in, in I live my life within finite the finite confines of what I believe we we have here. I did not know you were and a humanist. I'm a humanist. I'm and, an aerialist, uh, by the way. You are. I'm speaking I you to were you a ballerina. Right, no, no, Last I'm speaking to you right now from about seventy feet above the ground. <laughs> It's scary, and I'm standing okay, on a rope. He floats through the air with the greatest of ease. This daring young man on the flying trapeze. His actions are graceful, all girls he does please. And my love was stolen away. But anyway, um, I think that was the, and I don't know what changed my mind. Back to your question. I did radically change my mind, but I don't know what it was. Mm -hmm. There wasn't like anybody put evidence in front of me and said, Leash, you need to really think about this. It just was something I observed and kind of added everything up and said, wait just a minute here. This is not, this doesn't sound real. Then that God shall get, then that not shall lose. So the Bible says, and it still is news. Mama may have, Papa may have. God bless the child who's got his own hand. Yeah. got his own. Well, I think the problem is to the critical thinker that, uh, you know, I'm willing to believe this stuff, but. Show me something. Yes. Show me some proof, something I can see or hear or taste or smell that it offers some sort of proof. Just give me some kind of sign, girl. Oh, my baby, to show me that you're mine, girl. Oh, yeah. Just give me some kind of sign, girl. Oh, my darling, to show me that you're mine, girl. All right. Instead, uh, it is all based on faith. But Correct. for me, faith should be based on something that's not just, you know, a fable or a tale told uh, by somebody and, and passed right. down from hundreds of years earlier. And so it's a struggle. But for me, I was raised Catholic, and I was raised at a time when you would go to school and they, you had to take these catechism courses, and mm -hmm. and if you and you had to memorize questions and answers like who is god god is the supreme being infinitely perfect who made all things and keeps them in existence god is the supreme being supreme meaning that he is the highest there is nothing or no one and there can be nothing or no one higher than almighty god if you got one word wrong on your answer Ooh, really you, you were 86 yeah you go one you word. go back and wow. study yeah 
and That's I just so thought brutal. to me it was like the way they used to teach history. You had to memorize dates and the names of battles and countries and uh and it made history a statistical thing, but not a living thing, and that it made it mm-hmm. very uninteresting to me. Yeah. Uh, but it, it what, uh, uh, a very interesting uh, movie if you've not seen this documentary. And regard, regardless of how you feel about Bill Maher, rent the movie Religious. It is a fascinating documentary. You know, he was raised Catholic. Right. And, right. I've seen the and movie. It's, a, it's, it's a great movie to watch if to just because he asks these questions that you ask. Show me proof. What? And it is astonishing the answers that people will come up with based on what they believe and just like you said what they will hold on to uh, it's it's frightening to think of a, of an al- alternative the christian scriptures were written between about 2000 years before christ mm-hmm. to about 200 years after christ right that's it modern science came to be with galileo up through newton, newton up yeah. through einstein what we know as modern science right okay is in that period how in the world could there be any science in scripture there cannot be just the two historical periods are separated by so much the scriptures are not teaching science it's very hard for me to accept not just a literal interpretation of scripture but a fundamentalist approach to religious belief (laughs) it's kind of a plague presents itself as science and it's not. God is an infinite God who is working in ways we don't always understand. Yeah, I don't think that's a cop-out. He is God. Are you God? Well, we've talked before about the old philosopher Pascal who came up with a thing called Pascal's wager. His wager was that, you know, well, I, I can either choose to not believe or I can say, okay, well, I will allow for the possibility that all of this stuff is true because I'm just making a bet. And then if I die and I get to go to heaven, hey, I won the bet. If it turns out to be all nonsense and I'm just dead and that's that, maybe I've lost the bet, but at least I made a wager. Either way, I'm covered. That's basically (laughs) my interpretation (laughs) of Pascal's wager. Right. Well, which is exactly why I got saved by Jesus. I got insurance just in case. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I I hear you. Well, we could talk about that particular thing all day. Let let's um yeah. let's go uh, at least momentarily so, to talk about what's going on as we record this right now and that is the appalling specter of what's happening in the Ukraine uh courtesy of Vladimir Putin. These pictures of heroism and people saying we're not going to give up, we're going to continue to fight. You know, when I heard that Putin said that he, maybe he didn't say it, but it was implied that he wanted to take out the Ukrainian president Zelensky, I thought, and nah. And they tried several times this week. He's he's survived several assassination attempts this maybe week. Maybe as this recording is uh, produced, uh, that will have happened. But my my naive thought at the time was, you won't do that. The world will hate you. They'll turn against you. No, that's the last thing you'll want to do is make him a martyr. No, he won't do that. But then you see them blowing up this uh, nuclear power plant, and you realize, no, this guy's this guy is ruthless. Crazy. He doesn't care about anything. Yeah. He he'll he will yeah. just he's on a murderous rampage here. And uh, yeah, this uh, is all it, a my dick's bigger than your dick situation, and it, it just it's appalling the lengths 
that the dick game will go to. And the helpless feeling is these experts tell us that if we try to intervene in any way, mm-hmm. uh, you know, taking out the convoys of or using our missiles, that it that it will trigger World War Three, and that right. seems to stop every everybody. So there is this terrible conundrum here. You can watching all this happen in front of you and feeling like, man, if ever there was a just cause for America to jump into action here, exactly. this is it. And yet, you you know you don't you don't want to be the you you know you're dealing with a guy who you could make reasonable comparisons to Hitler of and absolutely uh, God could it be any any more like looking in a mirror for him? Do my Arbeit my underwear is too tight. I am not pleased with it. We must all stop wearing underwear. Unless the manufacturers of underwear make it less tight. You know, and America sat on its hands in the run-up to World War II, and we just wouldn't get involved, and we wouldn't help Britain in their war against Germany and all of that. But when Japan struck us at Pearl Harbor, then we that that was that changed everything, and we jumped into the war and. And uh, the way it worked out, I guess we won. I guess if anybody can really win a war after millions of people or thousands at least are killed and no longer around. But I don't know what else to say about this Ukraine business, except that it's just it's it's so painful to watch people suffering like this. I don't watch it. I'm I'm ashamed that I don't I don't have the bandwidth. uh, I don't have the emotional capacity for it it creeps into my timeline uh on social media and of course it's and you know i listen to the news and i but i am not i don't like search out for any information about it it's it's just more than i can take yeah it's incredibly uh, sad i read a great column as we're recording this by maureen dowd the opinion columnist for the new york times Mm -hmm. and she compares donald trump i'm sorry to bring his name up but she compares donald trump and Zelensky in the ways that they were so so much the same they played leaders on tv shows they uh they used social media to gain power they both did the, the same thing they both had yep. zany acting gigs uh trump had a cameo in the movie home alone 2 yeah and he debated in the movie whether he was going to play a president in sharknado 3 a Sharknado three, or would he would actually run for the presidency? And he said that in the movie. And then Zelensky starred in these romantic comedies. He he did like a version of Dancing with the Stars. He played a did a cartoon voice on Paddington Bear movies. And oh, really? But then after they both <clears throat> in the Ukrainian version of it. Oh, but right. after they came to power, the the would be president Trump of Sharknado Sharknado three, and then this voice of Paddington Bear, they became very different people. And we're seeing this now. Zelensky has really gone to white hat and he is, mm-hmm. he's just, he's right there in the trenches with his men. He's, he, he hasn't, you know, removed himself from. The, and the, as I the think most threat. people, sorry, as I think most people thought that, 
Hey, Alexa, cool it. I don't know if I've ever said cool it. She's not sure whether to cool it. She's talking back to you now. Are you talking back to me, Alexa? Alexa, are you talking back to me? Nothing. Oh, you scared her. (laughs) I intimidated a robot. That's really good. Man. But anyway, back to this uh, uh, opinion column by... um, Who did I Maureen say? Dowd. Maureen Dowd. Maureen Dowd. Thank you. Uh, but she she compares Trump. There was always this fake tough guy, you know, who'd gray, gray, brag about grabbing women and 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 talk about the military, except for actually serving in it. And then you've got right. Uh, you know, he's a guy that sicked a mob onto the Capitol and all of that. And you go on about that. But Zelensky, like you said, has stayed there in Kiev to rally the morale of his country and face down Vladimir Putin and. And he's just couldn't be more different than this guy that plays golf every day down in Florida. And, and have and, you seen a picture of him and his wife and two young children? Yes. It's such a lovely family. And um, even his wife has said, you know, I'm I'm not going to, um, you know, let my children be in fear. We're going to be strong. We're going to stay strong. I mean, even she has a backbone, which is something we hadn't seen in the previous. Yeah. First and lady. we know how we want this story uh, to of end the Amer- of, of the U.S. We want the hero to win, and the hero of is Zelensky. Of but it do. may not end that way. It may end horribly and tragically, and uh, it just it just hurts my heart. Listen to what he said in his inauguration speech in 2019. If you want to know a further difference from him and uh, Donald, he said. Mm-hmm. I would very much like for you not to have my portrait in your offices. No portraits, please. A president is not an icon. He is not an idol. A president is not a portrait. Put photographs of your children there instead. And Mm. before you make any decision, look into their eyes. That guy is Mm. something. It's it's always amazing to me how someone that, that had no expectation of being this big, this bold, this brave, can step up into the moment. And I think I've talked about this before, back in 2016 when Trump got elected. I was uh, incredibly depressed at first. And then I naively and Pollyannishly said to myself, well, this guy's now the president of the United States. I'll bet he'll change. He'll realize how how important this moment is and and how Huge his responsibility is, and he will change. He will step up in a way that we never saw evidence of before in his life and career. Well, of course, I, I was wrong, but Zelensky yeah, is never, doing exactly had, what I hope Trump I never would had be. That, I never had that expectation, well, but I'm. It, but see, I'm glad that you at least had that. <clears throat> well, um, I made I, it up in my head. I wanted it. Well, I know. I, but... I had to. I had to go. Okay, this is inevitable. This guy's going to be inaugurated. Okay, here's my hope. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it'll be true, but of course it wasn't. Yeah. Uh, so, right. oh, um, I want to mention- get back to I want to get back to one other quick thing that okay. we we're talking about with people who believe in things that that are are simply not true. And this is a story that came up this week uh, because it is Girl Scout cookie season. Do you buy Girl Scout cookies? Yeah, but I buy them more out of guilt than desire. Yeah. yeah. Right. And and I've so told you don't you have this- like a f- yeah. Here's one of the most shameful things that I did. I've not done this oh, recently, dear. but I used to, when I see Girl Scouts 
at the entrance of a store, for example. Yeah. Yeah. I pull out my cell phone and I go, ah, so Larry, yeah, yeah, I'm just, and, and I'd use my cell phone as, as a, a shield, shield to avoid yeah. the little girls yeah. when I went into the store Aww, and coming out of the store. There's nothing wrong with that. Well, it's a, it's I lame. Mean, I know you don't want to hurt their, you know, just, yeah. Well, and this is, <clears throat> this is the problem that's happening right now is that people, if, if you haven't noticed in the last four, five, six years have gotten really ugly with one another. Manners yeah. have gone out the door. People are yelling and spitting at one another. Yeah. Airline uh, unruly passengers throwing temper tantrums have gone up. Uh, and I hate that about up. myself. Everybody has lost their freaking minds. Well, we could have counted on that just sort of being in the adult realm. But now apparently there are stories of adults harassing little girl scouts i've seen it myself well tell you have to, yeah so so yeah. there the, there are two things that are happening first of all they're they're screaming at them about sugar in their mm -hmm. how unhealthy yeah. their yeah. cookies are and how dare you sell food that's bad for people and don't you know I'm a diabetic and oh, whatever that's blah, the blah, one blah. I've and heard that's the that's a so we saw an, my wife and I saw an old guy berating a little girl really so yeah, yeah go ahead and sell sugar don't care about the diabetics in the world like this little girl didn't know even know what, what he was a talking jackass. about yeah what a complete jackass and and then the second problem is that. Some people are doubling down and uh, they're accusing the Girl Scouts of funding abortions. And this was a this was a uh, rumor that started in Texas uh, years ago, actually, a that they plan, were somehow uh, in Planned in, Parenthood connection. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. They were yeah. somehow in bed with Planned Parenthood, which. It's not true. They are not there. They do not. Re there's no representation or any sort of connection with Planned Parenthood. So now these people are not only yelling at the little girls about sugar, but that they're funding abortions. Yeah. I, I am and, just and not only are they yelling at them about this, but they're yelling bullshit at them. With you know, it's, it's where we started in this podcast. People exactly. believing what they want to believe, and they don't. Yep. Facts are just an inconvenient thing, and let's just use this as a springboard to be irate about something. Oh, here's a convenient victim, and she can't outpunch me. She's only 11 years old. I'll pick yeah. on this little girl. This whole idea of adults showing, you know, bad behavior amongst our, ourselves is one thing, but it's trickling over now into kids where it's like, so uh, the the uh, there was an, uh, a story this week. Ron DeSantis, the f governor of Florida, such yeah. a charming guy. He's great. He had a press conference, and there's a video of him berating high school kids who are at the press conference mm -hmm. wearing masks, and you can clearly hear him bullying these kids into take take them off. They they don't do any good. Take you will not wear masks. I don't exactly yeah, verbatim. Uh, here's but, a, here's a, here's the clip of him doing. You do not have to wear those masks. I mean, please take them off. <laughs> Honestly, it's not doing anything, and we got to stop with this COVID theater. So if you want to wear it, fine. But this is a this is ridiculous. Yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, can you believe it? It is like okay. So now, before I thought it all the gloves were off and we couldn't get much lower. But apparently the only place to go now is to start yelling at babies. So I'm just, yeah. you know, if you want to just start yelling at babies. Yeah. Or um, pick on kittens. Pick on kittens and babies. That's yeah. the next thing. Move down to what trees and plants after that. Yeah. 
Now, when you saw this old man, did it did it occur to you or did you have because I know I t- sometimes don't want to get caught up in a rumble with somebody, but I feel like I would have stepped in and we just did. shut that old man down. You did. did. I'm we so said, proud said, of just, you. Get, I, I just said, hey, come on. These are just little kids. Get, get out of here. Good. And he did back Good. off. But uh, I didn't engage him, you know, more fully. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I would have kicked I, him in the you know, twat. He's using his measure. <laughs> he's what using he's using his First Amendment right. I mean, after all, but it you know you know that it gives uh, you the right to be stupid. It, it that amendment gives you the right to say things that are not based in reality or fact or information or even a brain. Uh, they're protected rights, and sometimes it drives us nuts, but. That's how it is. But I think you're right. The gloves come off when you're picking on little kids or the infirmed or people of a different color than you and different religion. People have just lost it, completely yeah. lost it. I'm afraid anyway, so. I just was stunned for those two stories to come out this week, and it just made me hang my head. I hung my head. I hung my head. I mean, I get to this place, Pat, where I don't even want to leave my house much anymore. It's like, I, I do, I get this sort of anxiety of what am I going to run into? And now that the mask mandates are starting to um, come down, you know, I, I still feel there's certain areas I'm going to want to wear my mask. And is somebody yeah. going to yell at me for wearing my? And by the way, Rick DeSantis, it's none of your business who wears a mask. How does that impact you if I wear a mask? It doesn't impact you at all. He could be our next president, Lisa. Wouldn't that be great? Oh, yay. Yeah, yeah. Man, I had so many other things I wanted to talk. Let me mention one. Can I mention one other? Well, two other passings. I thought if I slid them in further into the podcast, I could get away with it. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, go for it. uh, Sally Kellerman. Oh, uh, yes. Was in the movie MASH as Hot Lips Hooligan. Hooligan. uh, Hooligan. The very, the very first uh, that Loretta uh, Swit played in the TV right. version. Yeah. Sally Kellerman was eighty-four. It it appears she had some uh, dementia occurring. She passed away in a nursing mm. home, but she was also oh, a man. singer, and she, you know, wasn't always critically acclaimed. But I kind of liked it. She had this sultry singing voice, and I, I thought it was pretty good. It was different. Well, alright, I'm stealing. And I know that you want me And I roll with feeling I feel like I'm rolling And I roll with feeling mm-hmm. And then I also wanted to note the passing And this is more for guys my age But uh, Tim Considine Do you know who that was? He was 81 no, years old No, but I thought you were almost I thought you were going to say Tim Conway is Well, Tim he's Conway still alive? No, he's not Sorry to break the news. Tim Conway. Tim Conway checked out a couple of years ago. But Tim Considine was an actor that you would probably best know from Disney things like Shaggy Dog. But but further back for me, on the old Mickey Mouse Club, they they would have these little 11-minute serials on there. One of them was Spin and Marty. He played the part of Spin. These were... Spin was a uh, rough-and-tumble kind of kid, and Marty was... This English fellow, this English lad who came to learn about riding horses and cowboying and that sort of thing. And he even had a butler with him. 
uh, and so these two guys that were so opposite, they then eventually become friends with each other. Say that Marty isn't doing bad, is he? Ooh, you surprised me. <laughs> and then Tim was in another such serial called The Hardy Boys. I read all these Hardy Boys books when I was a kid. Uh, these are two teenagers, Joe and Frank Hardy. Their dad's a detective. But the boys, teenagers, even though they are, they get involved in solving murders and mysteries and stuff. And I just ate it up as a kid. Well, yeah. uh, Tim Considine was one of the one of the kids in uh, the Hardy Boys. In the TV mystery. show? Uh, yeah, wasn't the TV. Sean Cassidy the other one? No, that was a later iteration of uh, the oh, Hardy Boys. Oh, got it. Okay. This goes back got to, it. you know. My ancient days. Old doubloons and pieces of eight handed down to Applegate from buccaneers who fought for years for gold doubloons and pieces of eight handed down in a pirate's chest the gold they sailed for east and west the treasure bright that made men fight till none were left to bury the chest. So now the gold and pieces of eight all belong to Applegate. The chest is here, but wait. Now, where are those gold doubloons and pieces of eight, pieces of eight, pieces of eight? Anyway, Tim Constantine became a sports and automobile photographer and a writer and author. After a period of time, he couldn't get any acting work anymore. And this was interesting. I didn't know this. I read this uh, in his old bit. He filled in for a writer named William Sapphire, who used to write a column called On Language. And it was basically... he. Uh, etymology column where he'd tell you where phrases and words came from. But Tim Considine pinch hit it for him a couple of times. And in one of them, he explained how in the first Olympic Games in 776 BC, when the guys were starting a race, they scratched uh, a line in the dirt uh, as, a, as a way to start the race. And that's where the expression starting from scratch came from. Oh. I thought that was pretty cool. Oh, I'm itchy. And I don't know where to scratch. Come here, baby. Scratch my back. I know you can do it. So, baby, get to it. Hey, are we out of time? I kind of think we yeah. are. I think we've blathered on long enough. And this week, you'll be happy to know, I'll just table a lot of these other things I want to talk to you about. Uh, but uh, I do have a joke ready to go. You do? Last week, I didn't have one, as you know. I think I let you and a lot of people down. Yeah. And by the way, thanks. Uh, we just got a check from Bernard, and I can't quite read his last name. Luckin, Luckin Bill, maybe something like that. Mm -hmm. uh, th this is, uh, e and each time we get these contributions, uh, we encourage people to say, I can top that. Well, Bernard <laughs> just gave us a check for $1.4 million. And uh, man, we're going to have lots of coffee. That let's is just, not cash it. incredibly let's frame generous. Let's not cash it. What do you want to, what do you say? Uh, let's we'll, no, let's take it. a picture of it and then cash it and then. Right. Our next podcast will be coming to you from an undisclosed location in the Bahamas. <laughs> right. And if you want to donate to uh, the podcast, we appreciate it. 
uh, just go to peculiarpodcast.com and click on the big giant coffee cup. Just buy us a cup of coffee. That's all we actually want. And then call us too. You can call us uh, 425-522-BURP. 425-522-2877. Call us, comments, questions, whatever you like. Call us. Three students at the CIA Academy are about to graduate. The instructor calls them into a room and he says to the first guy, I want you to take this gun and go into the next room. I want you to use this gun to assassinate whomever you find in that room. And if you don't do this, you don't graduate. So the man took the gun, he went into the next room, and his wife was in the next room. And he took one look at her and he came back out and he returned to the instructor. He threw down the gun and said, I can't do this. I can't do it. Okay. The next man went into the room and he saw his own wife. He hesitated a moment and then, too, he resigned. And then, since everything has to be in threes in most jokes, the third man <laughs> takes the gun and he goes into the room. And the instructor hears this. Six rapid shots, followed by screams and thuds, and then silence. The door opens. Out comes the third agent. He's all bloody. His shirt is in shreds. And he says to the instructor, you idiot! You gave me blanks in that gun! I had to strangle her! I skipped the light fandangle Turn cartwheels across the floor I was feeling kind of seasick But the crowd called out and the room was hung harder as the ceiling flew away when we caught out for another drink but the waiter brought the tray and so At first, just ghostly, turn wider, shade of
that I wandered through my playing cards, and I would not, and I would not let it be. I'm one of sixteen best of virgins who were leaving for the coast, and although my eyes were open, they might, they might just as well have been closed. The melatonin's tea. That a face at first just ghostly turned whiter. Shade of pale, woman turned whiter. Whiter shade, it turned whiter. Turn wider, wider, wider shade. Down, for listening to Peculiar Podcast. I hate goodbyes. <laughs> Join Pat and Lisa online at PeculiarPodcast.com. The gift that keeps on giving the whole year. And on the Peculiar Podcast Facebook fan page. Sweet. On Twitter at Peculiar Podcast, at Mr. Pat Cashman, and at Foster Chick. Join us and live in peace or pursue your present course and face obliteration. 